we're just going to go ahead and jump in and get started. And I'm not going to give an introduction. I, I'm going to let, I'm going to kind of bow down to the TikTok star that we yeah. have here <laughs> like, and, and let him take over here. And, and uh, so we have coach, coach Connor Alney, uh, Braves Esports with us today. And I'm just going to let you take the floor, tell you about yourself a little bit, catch everybody up on what's, what's been happening uh, and kind of your experience in esports space. Cool. Yeah. So I'll give a, I'll give a quick brief introduction. So yeah, my name's Connor Alney. I go by coach Alney online. Um, I am currently the head esports coach here at Ottawa university. Um, I run the whole program here, started it back in February. Uh, before that, my experience in esports, uh, I was involved in, uh, so initially I, I was a competitor of call of duty, um, going into college. I started hosting uh, events at colleges because, um, at the time there wasn't like a collegiate scene and, uh, I kind of thought, you know, that it was going to be one. So what I did was start hosting Call of Duty, Halo, um, and then we got to Overwatch and League of Legends, and we did those events at different colleges, mostly across the Midwest. Um, from there, I opened up a training center in Iowa City uh, that helps put together teams and uh, kind of develop local talents to be able to compete in tournaments and things like that. Um, so that's kind of my, my history in esports leading up to uh, to this February, getting hired to start the esports program here at uh, Ottawa University. Um, as far as uh, TikTok and online presence and all that stuff goes, uh, so that's been that's been kind of a roller co coaster over the past couple of months. I got involved in it in uh, end of October was when uh, it, it finally clicked that this is a platform that could that could have potential in gaming. Um, so I downloaded it, you know, con consumed for a little while, watched it, and realized that there just really wasn't much about esports, and uh, it was really clear that it was just very underdeveloped as far as um, people. There was so much attention on the app, but people just had no idea what they wanted to watch. Like if you, if you look at your for you page, it's so random. Um, and I think it's just because no one no one's really figured out exactly what they want to see on the app. They just want to be entertained. Um, and so I kind of took that opportunity to uh, uh, actually take more of the educational route. And I posted a lot of videos about uh, esports and getting involved in it and getting a scholarship. Um, and it just kind of kind of blew up from there. Um, and now now I'm kind of just like the the esports guy on TikTok. <laughs> Yeah, so go through the stats a little bit on TikTok. Um, and again, again, this is titled TikTok uh, Meets Esports. So we're, we're jumping right into it. So what, what are your stats? Kind of break, give a breakdown for everyone. Yeah, so um, I think just about to hit 140,000 followers on TikTok uh, past month, uh, averaging about 11 million views. Um, I think on average, it's about 68,000 views a video. Uh, obviously, some higher, some lower. Um yeah, that's a, that's pretty much it. Demographic is actually a, a lot more even to like men and women than I thought, just given the the, the esports content. Um, I think it's about forty percent female, sixty percent male that that watch. Um, it doesn't tell you like age group or anything like that, but from the comments and stuff I've been getting, it seems like it's it's probably sixteen is kind of the average age uh, of my viewer on there. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's been a been a fun roller coaster. Um, what else? Top, I think my top video is about, I think it's about to hit 3 million actually, which is crazy. Um, so that's pretty cool. Cool. And then top of the top video a little bit, that's with NACE Esports. Is that correct? Yeah. So it was, uh, it was a video I did to, um, share the word on how you can find schools that have college esports, and, and really the only, it, it's not a perfect solution, but the only real like directory that you can find for a lot of schools is NACE's, uh, school directory, uh, since I think about 90% of schools that have esports programs are involved in NACE. Um, and so I made a video just advertising, hey, if you want a scholarship in esports, go to this website, check out this directory, and you can just find schools to apply to. Um, and yeah, that, that overnight got uh, got like 900,000 views and it just kept on climbing. So then I guess my kind of a macro question, like why is it a big deal? Like why, do, why you know, why is TikTok a big deal for esports, in your opinion, and why should people care? Esports, esports, and TikTok is really interesting because uh, esports is, or I'm sorry, TikTok is very much um, like a leading indicator for where the market is going, um, especially with a lot of the audience being 14 to 18. Those are the exact fans that you want watching. Um, those are the people that are going to be engaging with your brand and growing into it, especially over the few years. Um, you know, if you want to build an audience or fans for your program, those are the kids that you want because they're going to be growing into your program. They're going to be growing into your professional scene. Uh, that that's kind of you know really what you're aiming for. Um, and then they're they're also 
just really hungry for that content. There's a there's a statistic that just came out that said 90% of kids um, have access to a, a video games or play video games in the United States right now. Um, so everyone's a gamer now. Like literally everyone is a gamer. Um, they just don't, whether or not they uh, own up to it or they like acknowledge themselves as a gamer, um, doesn't really matter. And that's kind of what my TikTok has shown because even the kids that don't like go around advertising that they're a gamer still find my content funny or, or, or interesting. Um, I've gotten so many questions from kids that are like, well, you know, I, I had this whole plan of playing baseball or football or something, but but honestly, when I go home, like video games is what I'm really interested in. I, now I don't know what to do. Um, so I guess maybe I confuse some people, but like the, the fact that they know it's an option now um, and so many kids are interested in it, I think is, is where the huge opportunity is. Like you need to be telling these kids. And I think that's why that video blew up so much is, before that video, no one was telling these kids that it is possible to go on to get a scholarship for esports or, or video games. Um, and so when when they saw that video, it kind of, I think, opened a lot of kids' eyes to, to the possibilities that, especially those kids. And, you know, if you're talking 14 year olds that watch that video, in four years, esports is even going to look, you know, completely different than what it does now. Um, and so if we're already at this point, they're so far ahead of the curve if, if they get prepared now over what's about to happen in the next four or five years. Gotcha. Yeah. And obviously in so many different levels, um, esports is a nascent industry. Um, you talk about, I talk about a lot on LinkedIn about the financialization of esports and how that, I mean, it's, I mean, you're, we're at the, just the very beginning and the conversations I've had with, with, uh, organizations and individuals, um, you know, it's just now happening. And, and, and again, some people call it wild west. I mean, there's a different mentalities, I guess you could have about it. Um, but it's, it essentially it's bridging all those gaps. And those gaps take time to fill. So that's, I, I see that gap. There's kind of a gap with, I think macro wise, just like from, let's say the kids to the parents and then the education of, like you said, like have, get, having scholarships. Most people don't know that. I think I would say most people just don't know that there's what, 2000 esports programs. Is that correct? Is that roughly? Um, that kind of high. I think that's like club, club level. Oh, club. Um, that's club. As far as schools offering scholarships, I think it's, it's probably 300 ish range. Mm-hmm. But actually, I gotcha. Okay. So, but there's just this massive gap though. Um, and over the t- over the course of time, it's our, it's really, it's about educating um, and everybody coming together. Like everybody brings something different to the table, which is so cool about the space right now. People are coming from different sectors and different industries and things like that. Those are, there's significant gaps that we need to fill. And that's definitely one with the education for the parents to kind of help them transition um, their kids to college. And, you know, potentially someone that isn't, you know, potentially great at, at academics. I, I was not, I was not, I was not top of, you know, top of my class, anything like that. Right. That's another, that's just another opportunity and avenue for them to go if that's something that they want to do mm-hmm. and be involved in. So I think it's, that's, that's a really big deal. Not only that, but it's a huge motivator for kids too, that weren't interested. This is what I, what I tell kids all the time, like uh, to, to meet the parents' expectations and to get parents to start filling this gap. I tell kids, I really encourage kids to get involved at the high school level uh, to start a club and competing because there's so many states now that offer state-run programs. Uh, there's uh, a few nationwide programs. Um, and if a parent or someone is confused about esports or doesn't really like it, and a kid goes to them and says, you know, hey, this is a, you know, we're starting a club at school to compete against other schools. This is a real sport. And on top of that, in order for me to compete, I have to keep my GPA above 2.5. It's going to motivate the kid to make sure he's turning in his homework and getting his stuff done so he can go home and play video games. Uh, but then it's going to show the parents that it's actually something productive that, you know, it's a goal he's working towards. He can earn a scholarship and they give away high school scholarships now, uh, additional money that you can earn for esports, um, all the way to obviously coming to a varsity program and we'll pay for half of your school to, to come here and compete in our team. And then so dive a little bit deeper on you mentioned, obviously, a little bit already about the convert. I mean, it really is a conversation and relationship you have on TikTok with people that follow you is that you think that's correct in saying that yeah absolutely uh it, it's very much um a, a community of of gamers that's that i've kind of tried to to foster um i answer uh i, I really encourage them it's not easy to message on TikTok, but they all um if they have questions message me on instagram um i get probably 100 messages a day with questions of people just trying to kind of create their path um i started a whole video series uh, it's on YouTube and uh, on my website that's supposed to guide kids that are interested in, in esports um, exactly you know, what esports is, what is college esports, uh, what, how do I play, how do I get involved, how do I make money, all those questions. Uh, I did a full video series for my audience to be able to, to really start you know, learning their path in esports. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. And as the community has grown, what I've seen is 
now um, it's it's large enough to where other kids are chiming in and have been listening to me and or um, you know learned and so now they're hopping in in the comments because I can't respond to every comment but now you're seeing a lot of you know it's it's almost like early YouTube days that's what it reminds me of when when the chat section was actually <laughs> a, a conversation um, that, that's what it reminds me of the kids are actually helping each other and giving recommendations and stuff it's awesome yeah and it, and to the or you're talking about you know the organicness of it. Um, I am, and I'll tell you that, and I've told people I am, I'm still, we're all, we're really, we're all still learning TikTok, obviously, because mm -hmm. it, it, it's ever, it's changing every day. Um, so I, I put a video out a little while back and it got, it's got 1.1 million views. Right. And I've only done like 49 videos, but the fact that you can have nothing and post a video and have potentially hundreds of thousands of views on it and the demographic that it's in, let's say the 13 to 23, I mean, that is gaming. That is you know, potentially as they, as they get older, that, that is esports. So it's, that is TikTok. Like it is, it's all in the same breath is the way I see it. And, and the, and I know you feel the same way. So it's just really, it's really interesting though, that, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about this as well. Like, you know, the hashtag esports only has what, I think it's like 40 million, 45 million total views on, in the history of TikTok. So it's fascinating for that. Uh, and I don't even talk about LinkedIn only has 9,000 followers of, on eSports. So I've mentioned that a few times on a few posts. So talk a little bit about about that. And then why do you think that gap, you know, is that gap going to get filled? How long is it going to be? Um, and just kind of put all that together for TikTok, if you would. Yeah, it, it's it's a weird phenomenon. Like, uh, I think it's, it's very early. Um, I, I compared it to like, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know, like, like the auto industry where like, but people just don't know what they want to see. And, and when you think of TikTok right now, it's still uh, cringy dancing and singing videos of, you know, middle schoolers or whatever. So like, as a reputable, let's, let's talk like reputable esports people, um, which is why I think this, this space is lacking and, and people haven't made the switch. Because uh, I think they're maybe worried that it's going to hurt their brand. Like if you if you're an established Twitch streamer, or you play for a professional team, and all of a sudden, you download TikTok, the initial impression from people is that you know it's it's this cringy app or whatever, which is totally wrong, and people realize that. That's why it's like it's literally a meme on there now that um, that people downloaded as a joke and are now addicted because that's 100% what it is. Like the the perception for some reason has taken a very long time to change, um, but that's also giving the people that are willing to not care what other people think and just download it and and use it for what they know they can an opportunity. That's the only reason I have a platform to to speak on there now is because. I didn't care what everyone told me <laughs> or laughed at me for downloading the app and telling them I'm going to take this serious. Um, I'm not embarrassed to whip out my phone and tell people I'm making a TikTok. Like I, for some reason there's a, there's a level of, yeah, I, I don't know, embarrassment or, or judgment cast on TikTok, uh, especially younger or like my age group. Um, but even definitely older, mm. uh, which is, which is just crazy, but it's just opened up so many opportunities for the people that are willing to look past that. Um, and I think we're not far away from, uh, from seeing professionals and people with established following to enter. And that's really what it's going to take to, to blow it up. Um, I think it's going to take a couple well-crafted influencer campaigns and challenges on TikTok to convert some of the um, following that lives on Twitter and, and YouTube to TikTok. And once that happens, it's, it's going to blow up. Yeah. And, and it's, it's so funny. It's the same story over and over again. So I'm going to date myself a little bit. Um, so first year of college, uh, that's when Facebook came out. I was a freshman. So there's this thing called the Facebook and you had to have it like an, a dot edu. You had to have an email attached to a school to actually get on there. So you think, think about the stigma back then. It was like, people were like, Oh, you're going to get on that. Like, it's just weird. And like, I mean, people that weren't in college, it was just for college students. And then people outside of college like, oh, it's for college kids. You know, you're wasting time on there and all that. And then look, look where that's come to. Mm -hmm. Instagram, Instagram. Oh, Instagram's for photo only for photographers. Look what happened there. So it's the same story happening over and over again, right? And it's just fascinating to me that it, it's the same story and it rhymes, but no, I'm, no one looks at the past. I don't under, I don't really understand. I say no one. I, know, I say no one, but it's always a very small portion of people that see it and they take advantage of it. And my other thing, and you can speak to this as well, mm -hmm. you, you are building equity, brand equity on TikTok. I don't think anyone can disagree with that statement. Mm -hmm. you're, you're building that, I mean, like I said, 135, 140,000 followers in roughly nine weeks. So you're building that brand equity for, you know, for you, right. And what, and what your mission is and what you're trying to do. And 
if TikTok goes away, I mean, do, do you disappear as a human? No, definitely not. Uh, the the 600 plus kids that apply to my program don't disappear. The the level right. of community doesn't disappear. The the kids that are pursuing esports, it's all still there. And and it's interesting. So awareness creating diversification, not even getting into I, I finance in my blood, which we can talk about later, but it's you diversify yourself. Of course, TikTok could be gone next week. It could. No, I mean, no one knows. Look what happened to Vine and all that. And everybody talks about that. It's just the next Vine, but mm-hmm. potentially it's not as well, but you can diversify yourself. So diversify yourself across other platforms. That's totally, that's fine too. So I, you can argue if you're just doing one platform that is risky, it's kind of the same thing as, Hey, I'm just going to stuff everything on one stock and see what happens. Well, obviously that's risky and that's called diversification of mm-hmm. spreading your money. So spreading your your sweat equity, spreading your branding across other platforms, while it can be very taxing, that is diversifying yourself. So, but I just, you know, it's, it's just funny. That's one of the biggest things. Oh, well, TikTok is probably gone in six months. Yeah. Um, in six months, you probably, you, you probably have over a million followers in six months. Hopefully. At this rate, <laughs> at this rate right? So it's just, you know what I'm saying? And, but then, but then you're building, you're, but you're being a human. That's right. the other thing. And, and like you're, 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 it's relationships. Like you're building relationships. Now you can't have a, you know, you can't have 10 million super significant high level relationships, but you're still building relationships uh, through the platform. So I don't know. That's a, that's a, you know, I'm kind of going on a, a spiel there, but it's just really interesting to me, but just people just want excuses to not do something. Yeah. That's, all. That, it, that's really it. It's, it's extra work. It's, it's with an unclear direction and people get scared. Um, yeah, I mean, talking history too, like you talked about Vine, like, uh, the biggest creators on the planet right now came from Vine, uh, David Dobrik, Logan Paul, uh, like some of and I mean, there's a million of them that are, they're all huge on TikTok now too, but, uh, there, there's so many people that were made from Vine and that was a short run, you know, app, but they, they took advantage of it. They were early movers. It reached mass market for like two months before it got closed down, and uh, and now they're they're some of the most successful entertainers on the planet. So, um, yeah, I, I just it's really yeah you said it you said it best. It's just excuses. Like there's there's really no reason. Um, it's not it's not that hard to to start learning the app because people, more people obviously get better at something over time. The longer someone is on Facebook as a as a business, let's say, or as a person building branding you learn how to brand yourself. It doesn't happen overnight. So you learn what to do, you know, what works, things like that. Um, but then something else comes along and you're like, Oh no, I'm out. I'm comfortable where I am. I'm doing very well. I'm not moving. That's the Titanic. That's why I tell people like give it a visual. That's the Titanic. And that's most huge companies. They're a ti- they're the Titanic. They can't move if they want to, because they have 95 people that have to make the decision to get through. It can get to 94 and the 95th person says, Oh no, let's not do that. They won't do it, mm-hmm. but be a speed. You're a speedboat Cause it's you. No one's telling you, you can't do this. You can't do that. Compliance says we cannot get on that <laughs> platform. You know, don't even get me started on, you know? Uh, so, but it's, you know what I'm saying? Like you are, you're a speedboat. You're like, okay, never mind. And you just 180 bang and just you're on it. And that speed wins. I made a post the other day, like speed kills and everything. The Chiefs, right, or whatever—it doesn't matter. Speed kills, and the same thing here. Speedboat, boom, boom, turn it around. Oh wait, you know, building brand equity, bring it across different platforms. Oh, that doesn't work. All right, we'll just flip it around. There's a, there's something new, new platforms out, whatever. You know, I, and I get, I get super passionate about it because it's like you just have to understand that, and that's with sports too. You pivot. Things, things are constantly changing. The NFL is not the same as it was five years ago. Wrestling is not the same as it was 10, 20 years ago. You have to pivot as a coach. You have to pivot in the middle of a match. Some of you know my, my some of my background is in coaching, coach, coaching wrestling. Sometimes you have to you have a game plan coming in, and middle of second period you complete they've game plan against you, and you have to completely switch. So I know we're, I'm diving into other things here, but be a speedboat. You've got to be able to move quick in this in this type of market, and and with branding and things like that. And if you think it's fast now, you wait till like 2.0. You wait till VRAR start really taking over. I mean, I can't even. I hate to even throw it out there because I don't even know where to go with that now. Um, <laughs> like TikTok VR, like 
you know, that's a yeah. whole other dimension. And some of these conversations I'm having with these companies, like it's just, it's just incredible what's happening right now at the ground level. Um, now, you know, big picture and stuff like, you know, VR, AR, I think it's a little far away. Um, but, you know, with voice technology, things like that, there's just so many things, so many really exciting things um, in the esports space. All right. So I guess a transition for that would be uh, where did this is a big macro uh, shift or whatever. But we're OK. We're where we are now with esports, I guess, throw out some ideas or concepts or opinions of where you think we might be in the next couple of years. Like, I know I'm really putting you on the spot. Uh, I know it's hard. I, and you can, and I, I'm doing this on purpose because it kind of, you can take it any way you want. You can go with the branding route. You can go actual games or whatever, but kind of what are you, what are your thoughts right now? Like, where do you see the next couple of years? How do you see brands kind of getting in things like that? Cause I think a lot of people have questions about that and someone that's really in the dirt as you are, I think there's some insight there. So what do you yeah. think? Put you on the spot. Um, okay. Yeah. There's a lot of directions to go with. I guess I got a, a couple of big, big picture things I think are going to happen. Um, I think you're going to, over the next five years, continue to see the traditional sport model be mimicked in esports. Uh, and what I mean is high school, college, pro. Um, that path is already starting to be paved. You're seeing college kids being uh, recruited to professional teams now for, for the major games. So I think we see that path being further defined each and every year for about the next five years. Um, and I think that's a huge game changer. I foresee a lot of other companies trying to enter the esports space. Um, and I also foresee a lot of failures coming over the next five years. It's large enough now where the, you know there's a B in the, in the uh, amount of money it's generating. And so that excites a lot of people that you're seeing. Um, I think Amazon is trying to get into to producing games and trying to enter the esports world. You saw uh, Riot announce a couple new games. Um, so there's going to be a lot more competitors and it's impossible for all of them to win. Um, there's a reason there's only a few sports in every country that are like the big ones. And then you've got, you know, just little sports that are played in high school or whatever and, and gone. Um, so there's going to be there's going to be a lot of risk over the next couple of years. I think we are going to see a couple of really big orgs fail um, that don't adopt uh, or, or change quick enough, kind of like what you just talked about. Um, let's see. I think. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be chaos. Honestly, <laughs> uh, the next five years is going to be tough. I think I think we're going to continue to see about five esports titles that really take off and dominate, and the rest are going to suffer. Um, yeah. Does that answer your question? I don't know. It, it, it does. And I put you on a big time spot there. So a lot of people are like, uh, I don't know where to go with this. So I, pr I appreciate that. Cause I just love to hear what, what you think. You know, I look at it from a market standpoint here. Here's, here's kind of the visual, the conversations I've had with, with a number of people is that, okay. Esports is a, is a market. So my, my, I guess my bloodline or whatever you want to say, I come from, you know, the, the public markets and, and trading and things like that. So, it's and I've been I so I had so to take I take you back you know I had money in the market in 08. okay I went through that now I didn't go through the dot com bubble but I I'm, I'm a, I love reading the history of the markets and things like that not just for oh it's cool to watch charts and stuff I'm a chart guy but not just because of that but just the the big macro picture of things so the way my mind sees esports and I don't mean to dehumanize but sometimes you, you I mean I don't say sometimes you have to be unemotional when it comes to putting capital at risk and you know, building relationships, like just human capital side of it too. So you're looking at the esports market and, you know, the, the teams are kind of like stocks. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's how my mind visualizes it. Uh, some are more riskier than others. Of course they have, you know what I'm saying? Like they have revenues. You can actually um, go through and see, you know, what they, what they what they've done. Um, now the issue is that there's just not a history of it. We don't have a long line right. of uh, stability. So that's why it is, like you said, the Wild West. And just like with anything else, okay, dot-com bubble, for example, let me give you an example. You know, pets.com, anything.com was valuations to the IPOs were coming out and they were up three, five, 600% in hours. Guys, in hour, they were 6Xing from the open before the close. And it's it was that that was dot-com in the back. And like to really just wrap it in a bow, that was it. And if you had dot-com... <laughs> Thumbs up. You're the next pets, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's, I remember earlier we talked about social media and like, you know, the history repeating itself. It's repeating. It's the same thing. It's the same story. It's just called esports versus.com. Now I know people are going to say it's not the same. It's a new phenomenon. Like, no, this is, the, that, that is the story. Like that is 
oh, housing's going to keep going up forever. Oh, wait, crash. You know what I'm saying? And like, so there is going to be, there has to be a consolidation. That's that's a mature market. And I know people don't like to hear it. People get upset. They're like, everything's going to make it. We're all going to make it. And it's just not going to, this is not going to happen. It doesn't work like that. Um, you know, and then it's discouraging. People think it's like I, discouraging to talk about that. Like, it, right. Like, good. Like it, it's yeah. saying that companies are going to fail in the space. Does that mean the space is going to fail? The space is going to continue to dominate, uh, at, you know, uh, entertainment over the next 20 years, hundred percent. But in order for that to happen, yeah, there's going to be changes. There's going to be, you know, for companies to win, there's got to be companies that lose. That's bottom line. And again, as far as if you're investing in private or capital or, or sorry, private or public markets, you know, it's just, it's all about diversification and it's so boring. I know, I know everyone's like, Oh no, they threw the D word out. Like, you know, but you just, you diversify, you, you know, and right now, right now, such a great time just in this, if you're in the space, just relationships, man, like, I don't know how else to say it. Just have relationships with people in the space and, um, just really build that. And really that's, that's ultimately what that's the easy way I can explain what I'm doing. And, and I know it sounds like, yeah, it's kind of a big kind of weird picture, but like, I just, I just want to build relationships in the space. It's, it's obviously not a mature space and putting content around that. And then just, just listening to people and conversations. It's so much fun. Like, like technically I'm working right now. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, technically we're working. Like, this is this is awesome. But you get to, you talk about something that you really enjoy and you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And you have a history of kind of putting context to it and things like that. So I 100% agree with there needs to be a consolidation. Um, and it's not demeaning towards anyone or anything like that. That's just what's happened. So let me go back to the dot-com bubble. Every You know, 90% of that, I mean, you went, so Amazon went from, from, went, went from like $2 a share to $100 a share. And it went all the way down to $5 a share to give you all just a quick historical perspective on Amazon's chart. So like a couple bucks to a hundred to five Amazon. Now Amazon survived, Amazon survived, but at a hundred down to five in I think a year and a half, I think the low was 2002, something like that, whatever. So down to five, five bucks a share. And I, and I wish I had the article I'd post it. it the article is amazing. It's from like, I, I don't want to call out a news place, but or the, or the, or the author, uh, but it's out there. Um, how, you know, it, it was going under, they're going bankrupt. Jeff Bezos doesn't know what he's doing. Blah, 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 this debt, this debt, you know, but, they, but they made it. If that makes sense, like out of the wreckage of the dot-com bubble came Amazon. If that well, yeah, makes sense. It, it, it so I think what companies are doing it right. Like, yeah, it, the, the lows are when the real companies that know what they're doing shine. Yeah. And really, and, 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 and again, people aren't going to like me saying this, but, the real opportunity in this space, in my opinion, is going to be when that carnage happens. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, I'm, oh, that's, I know that's a loaded statement. People are like, oh man, he said, you know, they're, they're like, ah, they're mad. Um, but that's really is, that is the, the big picture opportunity is when that does happen. When, whenever it is, I don't know if it's tomorrow, six months, five years. I don't know that. And I, and I, I don't, I will never ever say that. Uh, I do know, but what I, but it has to happen. And when, you know, I could get it. See, this goes down a huge rabbit hole, which could be another seven hours talking about the Fed and cheap money from 08. And it's, you know, we're lowest interest rates in history, easy money right now. I, I can't even go down that road. But see, that's that's the other macro that's affecting right now that people don't like talk. They And I know they hate talking about it. Trust me on this. I know they hate talking about it. But that's also what's pushing everything, and that's what what's, that's what's pushing valuations. But what's interesting to me, and sorry to take out a little bit of time here, but like the, you know, uh, go look at what happened to Uber's IPO. Oh, go look at WeWork. What happened there? Oh wait, <laughs> go go read the articles that happened to WeWork. They never made it. Good IPO. Like so, that's the that, you know what I'm saying. There, there's a lot of just smoke signals and things like that. And I'm not I'm not trying to say the world is over, the world's ending, and things like that. But it's just right. I, I just feel this as a big picture. Um, look, there's gonna be massive winners from today. Like so, like a company that starts today in this space it c- is could potentially be a massive winner. And that's obvious. That's obvious. But I'm just saying that there's there is like you said, there is gonna be a consolidation at some point. And I just I just think that 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 is gonna be less. There's gonna be less risk there than than there is potentially now. And again, no one knows. We just having these conversations. I don't really, I guess, see it a whole lot. So maybe we can. And again, I, I'm not saying that this is the answer, but I'm just trying to have a conversation, you know. So I don't know your thoughts. So sorry to take up all that, but I mean, I'm super passionate about just getting the word out about it and uh, and applying and applying past history, okay, dot com, housing, Bitcoin, all that to here. 
it absolutely applies. And I know a lot of people say it's the new frontier. It's new. No, sorry. It's the same thing in a way. I think, uh, I think you see a lot of that in esports. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have the right answers, but like, yeah. And I don't know if I want to call out any brands or something. Like, <laughs> a lot of mistakes are going to be made. And I think yeah. uh, people, if they follow esports, know what I'm talking about with a couple of big mistakes that have been made over the past year or two um, involving really this wave of investments and, you know, VCs getting their, their fingers on teams and, and stuff like that. It changes, you know, it changes how you operate. Um, and through that transition, some companies did it a lot better than others. Um, like uh like phase for example is killing it and they went through that transition of being you know just a group of guys playing video games and doing trick shots and they took on tens of millions of dollars of funding and and they still stayed true to their brand they're still in the news for wrecking hotel rooms and (laughs) doing stuff that's not corporately acceptable but it's their brand they're that's that they've always been these crazy content creators and uh and they've they've survived and then you have a brand like optic who was was really really amazing at uh and you know right head to head and they went through a rough patch and we're gonna have to see how they recover um it could be an amazing recovery story or it could be the the first uh indicator that you know of right and wrong in this industry i don't know um that's a i think that's the best way to to accurately compare it um, another kind of shift, but anyway, again, that was a big rabbit hole. I'm going to stop because we could go, <laughs> I, we'll, we'll shift a little bit. So you mentioned teams. Uh, I want to get your opinion and just a conversation going about, you know, prize money, how much teams have won some teams like team OG, like in what 80 tournaments, they're like, they're almost, they're number two, right. You know, um, they're right behind liquid or whatever, but they're, you know, they've made just as much money in 5% or like in 5% of the tournaments because of Dota and all and whatnot. But I'm, I just, I guess, I don't know how to even frame the question, which is a lot of esports stuff because you don't even know. Literally, there's not words to explain things. But like, can you can you kind of go through that phenomenon of you know Team OG eighty tournaments makes thirty four million, you know, yeah. versus Team Liquid and it's like five percent of what they've done. And I don't know if that you can make a you know some sense out of that. Well, I think, think prize pools is interesting, uh, and that's another big shift that I think is going to change over over the next five years. Of like, as you see. There, there's not prize pools in NFL or MLB or something like that, right? Um, and yet they're the most successful franchises in, in the United States. And I think – I don't know if that's the route esports is going to take. Uh, publishers are still throwing a lot of money to kind of consider their game in esport, which is interesting, uh, especially if they're just like, I don't know if kids are going to play this competitively. Let's just give them a bunch of money to play it competitively and see what happens. Um, so so I think prize pools is, is interesting. I think Dota – um, honestly, it's a good example of prize pool money, keeping people to play that game. I don't know enough about that game, but what I do know is that I've never got an application or a kid interested in playing Dota at the college level. Um, however, there's still a huge scene for it because they give away $30 million a year. Um, Fortnite kicked off competitively. Everyone debates if Fortnite's an esport or not, because there's a lot of RNG and, and whatever involved in Fortnite. But as soon as you throw in a hundred million dollars, people are like, Oh, well, I guess I can play that. Um, but then you have a game like Call of Duty that's never uh, that's hasn't really gone up that much in price pool, especially with how much they've grown this scene. Um, and yet it's franchised. It brings in tons of sponsors and, and money and the kids are on salaries, which I think is really cool. Um, so I, I actually kind of lean towards the side of um, I don't think prize pools are really the answer in esports. You need to properly incentivize these kids. And before there was salaries and money involved, the only way to do it was prize pools to show that you can make a living off of it. But now that there's franchises and, the, and there's orgs that are funded um, that are paying salaries, the prize pool seems less significant than uh, the team that you're playing on in the brand. So I, I guess that'd be my take on it. Okay. And I'll go another direction. Um, Looking because I'm a I'm a value guy, uh, just looking at valuations and things like that. I love doing that stuff. So I, I look at again. I look at, at at now we looked at the the teams. Now I look at the game, and I now I do not hear this talked about very much. Um, but I look at the game's value versus the team's value. So I think that overall VCs are looking so you know they see the one opportunity to inv- basically put money to work in this space in this they, the way they see it is through teams mm-hmm. that's the way my mind is looking at this and they see it through teams so i think that i think the value of those 
some tier one teams, and I know people get upset, but their valuations, uh, look, on, on standard metrics are overvalued. Now, we don't even know how to value the industry in general. I understand that argument. Um, so I, th- that's, I think that's where a lot of valuation, valuation conversation goes, but I want to go to the game side real quick. So I think there's significantly undervalued games that have massive communities that are so tight knit that they've been around for years. I mean, almost two decades, some of these. Um, and I haven't thought about if I want to say or not, which I mean, it doesn't really matter, but all right, let's look at smash melee. I think smash melee again, it's not tier one. It's just not, it's just, it's just one of those things, but I don't think it's for, I don't think, and I know why I know Nintendo doesn't back them and stuff like that. Like we, you know, we get that. Um, but I just think there's, there's undervalued games. So if the game is undervalued, if the market doesn't feel it hasn't placed a value on the game, mm-hmm. do you think it can be undervalued like in a five to 10 year span? Like, it, and should, you know, is that a way to kind of look at it? I guess. I think this is what, I think this is what uh, Epic did right. Like I think this is the first example. Um, so they bought Rocket League, right? Or the developer of Rocket League and they're taking over Rocket League esports. I think that's a great example of they, they tuned in and they were like, there is huge potential for this game as an esport, arguably more than Fortnite, um, just the way the game's played. It's literally, you know, a competitive game. Um, and there's a really tight knit community for it. A lot of people really loved it. There's a decent scene for it. Kids are still playing it in high school. Um, so they bought it for a lot of money, um, and they're, uh, I haven't seen all of the announcements, but I know they're really pumping a lot more money and production value. I've seen a lot of job postings to work for their esports program for Rocket League. Um, and so I think that's a good example of game that they thought was undervalued, especially in the esports space, and I think it's going to blow up over the next couple of years. Um, kids are still really into it. The scene's been around long enough so that people are comfortable um, recruiting for it, knowing that it's not going to go anywhere over the next couple of years. Um, so I think that's a great example of what you're talking about. Uh, I think a game like Rainbow Six uh, has a very strong community that's not very valued right now. Um, that with the proper amount of uh, you know funding and uh, campaigning could could be extremely extremely successful. Yeah, and that's. And, and again, and maybe it's just me and what I'm listening to or hearing. I just don't. I hear the conversation more about the teams than I do the actual game ecosystems. And and again, you, you think it's hard to value teams. Mm-hmm. It's much, it's even much harder to put a tangible value on a community. The only way I think you can put together some type of valuation is being in it. I think the the people that own the people in the community. Are, are the only ones that really know how valuable they are per se, I guess. Maybe like the ones that you can view it. I mean, I, I know there's viewership and stuff like that. I, I just, um, it's interesting I don't because know. so much of it is so like, there's probably literally, I don't know what the right number to throw in. I'm going to go with 50, 50 people. There's probably 50 influencers in the gaming community that if you were to remove them, esports would just crash and burn. Uh, no, I, agree, I agree with that. And so I, I think that. I think you're right that there's a lot of there's a lot of development that needs to happen on the game side of things as far as how publishers interact with their game being in esport. Um, and then the the influencer side of it going into teams and stuff. You don't there there's there's people that are loyal to teams, especially ones that have been around for a long time, Cloud Nine stuff like that, and that's why they get those lo- large evaluations. But for the most part, people follow players in esports. Um, sure. I think that's I, where a lot of the value comes from, which is where it gets scary because if a kid leaves or retires out of your team and you guys just lose 40,000 concurrent viewers, what do you do? How do you get them back? Um, you saw it in Call of Duty when Nate Shot left. Those tournaments were pulling in uh, insane amount of viewers. Uh, and even when Optic, Optic would go on stage, 100,000 plus viewers. Optic would win or lose, doesn't matter, 20,000 viewers. Nate Shot retired, next tournament, no viewers like um so that part of it is where it also gets scary and needs to develop over the next five years you're starting to see it where kids just genuinely enjoy competitive you know whatever game it is so that they're going to tune in regardless um but there's there's a lot of value or most of the value is on the the influencers right now which is why phase is winning and i think undervalued according to what they're valuing other people um (laughs) but that's why they're they're winning they put all their resources into people right and that and that builds a brand. And again, go again, go back to traditional finance. You have a company that has 
10 moats, like a huge moat of what they can do, you know, what they're bringing to the market, you know, and if one thing fails, they've got nine other things essentially that's going to keep them afloat. Right. Uh, and that's, that's what a wide moat is. Uh, this is the most narrow moat ever <laughs> for one content yeah. creator. Some of these, I mean, it's all over like at the end, like it really is all over. And, and then investors or whatnot, I mean, they are literally at risk just for that one content creator leaving. And I think that's a, I think that's a great point. And also interesting, you know, phase claim was about content creation first. Mm-hmm. Then, then again, they're, they're esports slash gaming, which is a whole nother conversation, but they were content creators first. And then they, it was a culture thing. So that that's, and again, how do you value that? That's tough, but again, there's ways to do that. Um, but you, you know, valuing the culture is important. And right. that goes back to the mistakes I was talking about. Like again, I don't want to call people out, but the fact that some of these teams or orgs, especially once you get a little, you get a little VC funding, uh, how much they didn't want to pay their players, mm. or, and how much they didn't think they were worth at the time, is insane. Because those, and I don't know who's managing these players, or if they have managers, or if they need to call me or something to, to understand how much they're worth. Because like they have so much leverage in their corner. Like, dude, if I leave this team, do you know what's gonna happen? Uh, and there's just no, there's just no respect there. For and, and that, yeah. And it's interesting. And again, there, there's, there's, uh, agencies obviously out there for athletes, for esports athletes. Um, but it's not, it's not where it needs to be. Of course, I, that's the maturity. That's part. That's one of the piece of the puzzle for the maturity to get to the level it needs to be because they should be represented the right way every time. Right. Yeah. Think about how, how traditional sports athletes are represented. Right. And then Hip-hop. look at, <laughs> right, right. Exactly, exactly. I mean, exactly. it's the same thing. Right. So, and it's just not there yet. But just because, because things, when things move at hyper speeds, you can't keep up. Like the entire industry and all the pieces and the financialization and the business side just can't keep up. Because as we said, so funny, it kind of goes full circle. As we mentioned at the beginning, huge companies move really slow. They're the Titanic, they run into glaciers. <laughs> Even though they know it's coming because they have 99 people yeah. to make a decision, right? You know what I'm saying? They're not speedboats. They're trying, trying to stop, yeah. So see, that's biz- they move so slow, right, where, you know, smaller organizations or, you know, one or two people, you know what I'm saying? Like well, one person, a content creator or whatever, they can be, they can move quicker, right? And if you're, if you're a one-person one show, you can move as fast as you want. So that's that's the, I don't know, that's just the biggest thing and being being held up because you're a part of a, a larger company is just a massive issue. And, and quite frankly, they're just, they're just not going to over the next 10 years. I think you're going to be shocked what's going to happen to just large conglomerates and, and, and what happens to them and the consolidation just on a, on a big picture scale. I think, but, I think a lot of more people need to understand the word empowerment, um, especially within larger companies. It's like, uh, yeah, you, I, you see it actually very, very common or not very commonly, but a lot of successful startups and companies that are growing, um, operating under this, like, like, uh, more of a flat level, like, you know, pods that make decisions on whatever, and they're just empowered to, to roll with it. Um, valve is a really good example of it while there, I've seen articles up and down about their corporate structure. Um, there's not really managers at Valve. It's all just a flat line. I mean, they have like their C-suite, I'm pretty sure. And they, and then they have just self-regulating pods that manage their stuff, which is why I think they've been so successful for so long. And, um, continue to hold audiences uh, across esports, across publishers, anything. Um, yeah, that's just the way business is going. And in esports, you cannot, you you cannot need five managers approvals to post something or to, to, to make a move. It's just not going to work. Right. Exactly. Um, so here's what I found out. So on the, the web version of LinkedIn, obviously the LinkedIn live is in beta, of course, and, there, and there's some issues and lag and things like that. Um, so it, it doesn't, ha- it says we have zero viewers and there's no chat. So, you know, I didn't have mobile on, so I did, I obviously went back into the chat and there's a, a lot of chat going on. <laughs> so, so, that's, <laughs> so, that's my, that's my fault, of course. Uh, but you know, this is how you learn guys. And let me, let me just, this is a massive shift. But we're kind of it's you know we're doing we're talking about teams content teams this and whatever and back and forth, um, you know we we jumped on and did this. I really want to say this like this is important. If you have a message, just do it, just say it. Mm-hmm. As far as content creation, this is probably the most important thing we talk about this whole time. If you're listening right now, if you have a message and you have a goal and you have a mission and it's got to be a I, mean, I feel it has to be a big mission, not just. Not just oh, I just want to go make money. I'll be honest with you, that doesn't that that's a long long term. It doesn't work. 
Yeah, I know we're kind of going a deeper conversation right now, but I, I just think it's important to talk about this and talk about content. Put out what you want to put out there. Do that. And once you do it, the, you know, think about it. You mentioned earlier, not worrying about what people think about you. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't, I'll tell you this, it doesn't completely ever 100% ever go away, but the closer you can get to 99.9 is the best. You always maybe have that initial, uh, but then you just, yeah. you know, you know, <laughs> no, I and, and I don't know. I, this kind of came out of nowhere a little bit, but you know, that's what we—that's what I really want to do. No, this, is, this is actually a, a video. I'm there's a camera right behind me. I literally am, am in the middle of filming this video. It's going to go up on my YouTube channel about this. And I think what people need to do or understand about creating content is uh, to tell your story. If you're a brand, if you're a company, or if you're you. Um, and that sounds really intimidating, but literally the the answer is, um, what were you doing? What are you doing now? And what is your goal? And if you can properly explain that in your content. Uh, connecting the dots backwards, not forward, it's going to be extremely beneficial. So like, yeah, don't worry about money, views, anything like that. Uh, if you haven't posted anything, post about what how you got to where you're at and then just start posting about what you're doing to get to where you want to go. And you might not get anything for two years, but once you do get someone to check you out in two years and a video pops off, they can then look back and see your entire journey. And that's how you get deep engagement. Like that's that's where it's at. Um, and I, I think too many people are wrapped up on, yeah, their, their posts and worrying about what people are going to think or what they want to see that people don't know what they want to see. People like no one's going to no one knows what they want to see. You just have to tell your story. Be true to yourself. Um, like I said, it can be a brand dude, story. Brands that tell their story or companies that like are actually transparent and do stuff and show off what's going on in their growth. And are, I, I understand to some level that to be secret about things, but like. Those are the brands that have real fans that love their stuff, that wear their hats, that that do their thing. Like, uh, I, I don't know why that's such a, a difficult concept for a lot of people. But, uh, yeah, tell your story. That's what you got to do. So I'm going to do something real quick. I'm going to – I'll have you go second. So okay. – and I know you have this for sure. Um, kind of like what is your why? So I'll, I'll kind of go first real quick as to what your why is. I think like your big picture why, you have to have it. Mm-hmm. You have to have it. Um, for me, here's, and it's kind of a story of what I want to do with, with this content. And I'm a hundred percent all in on, on this right here. So listen to this, like, man, I get super passionate about this. So I want level up experience. I want the content that we're creating to get so huge in the platform and the brand to get so huge in the esports space that when that Twitch streamer that has that 50, 60 concurrent views that they're just not quite there yet. You know, they're grinding, they're grinding, they're grinding, and they can't get the 75. You know, they can't get that part. They can't get that check mark. And they've been doing it for a year, two years, three years. But then they somehow find level up experience and they come on the YouTube channel. They come do a LinkedIn live. They do this. We're on five platforms and then we cut it up into hundred pieces across all content, across social media. And then they get to become a Twitch partner. Like I want to punch a wall right now. (laughs) That's how excited I am about that. And that's the coach that comes out in me and you're a coach. So I'm preaching the choir to you, Mm -hmm. but that is the coach of 20 years. That's coming out of me. If I could have someone right now at two, you want to come on back to back. Come on here. Let's get you five more concurrent viewers to get you partnered. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to get that out there and, and run. I, that's it. I mean, that's like a big, that's one of the big pictures. Again, there's other, there's other goals, things like that. Okay. You need other spokes on your wheel. You need to diversify what you're doing with your human capital. And we get that right. But that is, it's one of the big picture, big why. And look, I don't have, that's the business plan of what it's <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I, but that's, but like this, can, there'd be I, a little, it's a stick. Nah, guy that was really like, yeah, I know. Right. So, but like, but you know what I'm saying? But, but passion can drive you. It can it'll run you through a plan and plans are static. Plans are dynamic. I think they're, I think they're overrated. And and I'm not, they're not bad. I just think they're overrated again, because a piece of paper is a piece of paper. Right. And that's just my look. And it, what, what, what may work for me, it may not work for you. And, and I'm trying to go different directions with this, but man, if I could have, if I, that, that changes, that could change the life of that content creator. I've been a Twitch grinder. It's hard. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And to build a startup, it's a lot of work. That's why most can't do it. It's hard. And I'm not saying someone's better than the other person and all that. I'm just saying it's just hard. It really is. And if, if again, if a Twitch streamer can come on here 
and just for one hour, talk about what they're doing, tell their story, you know, what they're doing. There's, you know, talk about their big picture, their story, what they play, things like that. And then bang, they're partnered. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, that's what I that's what I want. That's one of the things I want to be able to do. If that makes sense, like I don't even know if that makes sense. Whatever. I think that's, but, a, that's a great. That's a great. Like, because you're in content creation, like you get that. Like, and I've been there. It was like it's like man, like you just need that one break. You just need that one video. That's it. and I'm, I'm telling you. And we, we're talking about TikTok. We're talking about content creation. It only takes one. It only takes one connection on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Like it is. Seriously, that's where your story comes in. That's why it's so important because it's it's controlled luck. You, at some point, either now or in six years, you're gonna have a video that pops. You're gonna have it pop off. But the level of you know how much those people stick around or how many of them follow you, something depends on the story you've been telling up until that post. If your first video on TikTok goes viral versus your 100th, you're going to get a lot more viewers off of the hundredth. If for the past 99 videos you've been telling your story or at least painting a picture of what you're here to do. Um, sorry, that was a little off track, but I think it was, no, 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 absolutely. No. And, and, and for those that have, you know, well, I say have, uh, this is our first live stream, but when you watch, when you watch the live streams, you're going to know it's, it's, it's bounce city bounce from one thing to the other and things like that. And, and that's okay. That's all right. That's just, that's also style. Don't worry about your style. If your style is kind of bouncing here and there, things like that, who cares? Like, and if you get judgment, you know, people that judge you and throw stuff on your comments, that's gasoline. And once, once you, ch- it's either gasoline or it's slowing you down. Those comments, when then people troll you, you may, I think you mentioned earlier how YouTube's changed a lot. It was, it was community back in the day, right? Twitter was community and then it's trolls, right? At some point it matures and you get the trolls on there. It's so funny how that happens, but it's, you, you just continue to just grind and put your message out there. And the people that you need to build relationships will gravitate towards you. It's, you know, and again, every platform is different. I'm not saying Snapchat is the same as LinkedIn. I'm not saying that in, in the dynamics, but in the end, big picture, that's really what it's about and how, and how, just how I see it through you know, my experiences and my lens. Um, and TikTok is, it's, and TikTok is really no different. It's a different type of platform, whatever the algorithm is different, whatever it's more organic right now, but it's really, it is about being, it's about being yourself. And on top of all that, I guess, and you can mention, you can talk about this too, but like Gen Z, that whole phenomenon, the way that mark the tr- traditional marketing doesn't work with them, mm-hmm. so uh, all that's enveloped in in TikTok, and that's why it's so fascinating to me to also learn about your culture. If you're not learning about the younger generation and the younger culture, you're out of business, eventually. Yeah, eventually. So I don't know if you, you yeah, have anything to add to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on my why a little bit, and then I can go into the Gen Z market and, and stuff like that. Um, so it's a tiny bit different between like my online brand and, and my, my personal goal is to leave, leave a mark on esports. Uh, when I leave the industry in hopefully like 60 years, um, I want to know that that my impact mattered on the community. Uh, that's really my goal. As far as my mission, uh, especially with my brand and talking to kids and stuff, uh, my vision, my mission is really just to be the voice for all gamers, nerds, uh, kids that, st- that really challenge the status quo. Um, I want to show them that being different and being unique, especially in this field of like esports and gaming, um, it's just so much more important than trying to be someone you're not. You see that all the time with with content and stuff. Um, and, and the problem is that gamers face challenges that other students or kids don't. Um, and I want to be able to help them through those obstacles, uh, you know, to lead to live a very successful and happy life. Um, you know, the, I mean, really, parents, teachers, I mean, like huge role models trash on gamers right now and just shut down their, their dreams and ambitions. You want to, you want to go play college, uh, college football. Your dad will show up to every single game. Your dad will buy you whatever you need. He'll, he's going to push you to the limits to make that work. But if a gamer has the same amount of passion to make it in overwatch, he's told not to do it. He's told he's wasting his time and it sucks. It's so bad. I hate it. Um, and so that's really the, the mission, the, the message that I push to kids and like, man, if no one else is in your corner, I'm in your corner. Cause you can do it. You don't need them. Um, and then that day when you get your first check for gaming or you get that scholarship uh, or, you you know, you land your partnership with Twitch, rub it in their face as much as you want. And then they're going to pretend like they cared the whole time. Um, but at the end of the day, they're still going to they're still going to love you um, and it's, just use it as encouragement. Um, like that's that's the thing that gets me fired up is, is how much you know, there's just a lot of learning that has to happen. And I want to make sure I'm doing my part in, t- in teaching it. Sure. No, it's awesome. Like you said, on the individual level, you know, with, with kids um, and that's the coach coming out in you as well. I'm sure. 
Yeah. You know, really. Cause that, that's kind of been the, you know, the longer term even before that. So um, it's really interesting stuff. It's really, this is, you know, we could, again, we could be on here for, <laughs> and don't, don't tip me LinkedIn live, you know, to do a 24 hour LinkedIn live. People don't, you know, here's the thing. People just don't know what's about to happen the next <laughs> few, few months on here. Uh, you know, that's all I got to say. I don't really say much more. Um, it's going to be, it's just going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, and it's going to be a lot of fun. TikTok to see what, you, what you're doing on there. And um, I'm going to jump into the chat guys. You know, I apologize. Completely missed every comment for the most part. Um, that, that's yeah, on me. I, you can just ask the question. Cause I don't, my chat's not working either. Yeah. Uh, so I've got it up on mobile. I'm trying to scroll through and, and the, the, the issue is you can only scroll up like 20, uh, 20 uh, chats or whatever, uh, 20 comments. So um somebody say uh jacob said let's go down the rabbit hole uh for ipos we definitely don't have enough time for that right you know uh, i would actually love i would love to uh hey if you want to jump on and talk about it with me let's do it i mean seriously they send me a message like we can do that for sure but yeah the, i you know just real quick the ipo thing um that's the that's the undertone you know the the undertone of the market right now is it's rejecting a lot of uh ridiculous high valuations um, from the public on the public side. Um, so, and, and when is, when, you know, when it, it's, when it's going to happen, guys, it's not, it's going to happen. Okay. The, the recession, a recession is going to happen. Don't know when, I don't know how deep, I don't know how long, but it is going to happen. This can't continue another decade. Last decade cannot be the next. It's not possible. It's actually literally not possible. So it, and again, the consolidation, as you mentioned, just, just as a whole, we just need, we just need a cleanse we need a market cleanse, in my opinion. Again, big picture, okay? And that, it, unfortunately, even it, not just the esports model and like micro, it needs a cleanse, right? Like you mentioned, but just it's part of the macro picture of just economics right now and the or the you know the world economy, and it just needs to cleanse. And and it's just part of it. And you know, it doesn't mean you can't take any risk in the market and things like that. I'm not saying that. It's just you know having that as a backdrop and understanding what's kind of happening. I think is important to, to kind of have that, have that perspective. So we, we could definitely go a lot deeper uh, on the IPO stuff um, and then how it potentially affects what's, what's going on here. Um, I actually would like to do, uh, I would like to do some type of feature and go dive really deep into uh, Astralis um, and, and some of their numbers and things like that. Cause I have posted a little bit about, did you have a quick thought on Astralis kind of what kind of their model and kind of what they're doing? And like, did you have anything uh, that kind of stood out? About yeah, I don't know if I have enough of a developed uh, opinion to to publicly. <laughs> okay, no, it's fine, and it doesn't have to be like uh, numerical or whatever. But just I guess like I mean, I mean big I, picture. I think it's interesting. Um, all right, let's see what else. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that would take that would take a while, uh, Jacob. But that's that's a really good topic, though. Uh, uh, Lewis says um, Dota is for older, is for older group, newer generation won't play a game. If they never grew up with it for Dota. And that's why I think TikTok's so important, man. Because that's that's exactly what tells that their TikTok's audience is what's telling you what's gonna happen in the next five years. Um, and the fact that I haven't got a single kid asking me about Dota and everyone's asking me about Rainbow Six, Call of Duty, and Rocket League, uh, means that those are the games that are gonna be popular. Like, yeah, they're gonna they're growing up with those games, that's what they're gonna play. That's who's gonna be the professionals. Um, like that that's where it's at. I mean, you know, people would pay about fifty grand for that data you just said. Well, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can't take it back now. So, no, I'm just playing. I'm just messing. I mean, seriously though, guy, cool. like guys, like I just want you all to like. And he said it perfect. Connor said it perfect. Like TikTok is data. Forget like I want to be on the social platform and be social. Like it's data. It's market research for free. Uh, okay. Like they're like, they telling you exactly what they want every single day. Every single comment tells me exactly what they want. I, I don't even, yeah, it's, it's oh. crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's funny. It's really funny. But and, and for me, it's the same thing. Like in the comments, the comments. And here's what's, what's also interesting. I think in general, people over, they glaze over their comments. Like if you make a post I'm, I, and, and, and you're really good about this, um, you've got to dive into your comments, man. And you should leave a comment from every comment that's on your posts. If someone comments and took the time to put 
characters under your post, you need to comment on their comment. And it could be an emoji. It can be whatever. But I believe in that. I believe in that. And, and, and TikTok's no different at all. You know, I'm talking a little bit about LinkedIn, but like that, that's the interaction. That's being social. Being social is not putting something out there. It's like, okay, let's see what people think. And I won't even say anything to them. That's not, that's not building relationships and rapport. Um, subscribe on YouTube. Again, it's the Level Up Experience uh, over on YouTube. Uh, but we should be dual streaming there. Now, down the road, we're going to be live streaming on five platforms at the same time. So deep breath, YouTube. Uh, so YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, actually seven, but uh, TikTok, um, the business page uh, potentially on Facebook as well. Twitch, we do have a Twitch channel, the Level Up Experience. Uh, just just search Level Up Experience or the Level Up Experience across those platforms, and and you'll probably be able to find us. I'm also going to get a mixer to add to the mix. We're going <laughs> to add to the mix. It's funny. Um, so we're going to have like seven or eight platforms. Uh, the way we're doing that is you can do five on the pro version on link on LinkedIn Live, and then uh, an extras uh, through an RTMP for the podcast. Um, but that is a podcast again, the level up experience. Uh, and this is episode number two, uh, when you go on there. So it's been, this has been really fun. I'm sorry about the chat again, it's beta. So it's, it's kind of janky a little bit. Um, and for, and actually I think, uh, I think that's not sure what's going on with chat either. So if we didn't get your question, because I literally only can see 20 comments, uh, I'm sure we missed quite a bit. So I appreciate you guys being here. Make sure to connect with me, hit that connect button. Um, send me a message, kind of you know, what you do and things like that. Um, see if we're a good fit to connect and kind of go from there. Um, if you want to connect there on LinkedIn, um, we're across again, most platforms, the level up experience. So, uh, so what we're probably going to do is I'm trying to get Connor back on. I'm not sure. There we, there hey. we go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What hey, there we, hey, there we go. And now my camera is like, <laughs> okay, no problem. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. And chat's kind of, freezing up too. So I don't know what's I'm not sure what's going on with that. So I'm trying to think, uh, yeah. So we talked about Astralis a little bit. Um, so Pierre is asking about Astralis. Yeah. So we're, I'd like to do, I, again, it's, there's a lot of concepts that we'd like to do on the, on this live stream, as far as, uh, especially, uh, you know, on LinkedIn talking about like a round table, uh, getting, you know, f- four or five, uh, together four or five people together and basically going through talking about Astralis and really deep diving on some things uh, versus surface level stuff. Uh, so we have a lot of, I have a lot of ideas and concepts that we want to do with this. So feel free to let me know. Feel, you can send me a message on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's going to be the, probably the best way out of everything to get in touch. Um, I need to grab my uh, link tree link. Uh, by the way, do you, uh, if you guys have a bunch of social media platforms, a uh, link tree, is a really slick website just to consolidate all your social media on one page and it's all clickable. Um, and you can have like, I think it's like 15 different links on there uh, to consolidate some stuff. So that's on Linktree. I'll try to post that in just a little bit. Uh, again, I'm not sure if chat is frozen or what's going on with that. Um, I guess with any kind of last thoughts, um, Connor, this has been a lot of, this has been a lot of fun. It's been an hour over an hour already. So it's been kind of crazy. Um, but any kind of last thoughts or maybe time tie a bow on let's say let's have bow on kind of TikTok and esports and what you see for the next let's say a year or two uh, for TikTok and esports. Um, yeah, I, I suppose my final my final thoughts or bow would be like one download TikTok and start using it. If you're not on it, um, you don't need a post. Just start learning what's going on there. That's the most important part. Um, I think um, I think kind of what we talked about and especially like if you're a marketer or a brand or something trying to reach. Uh, a new audience, Gen Z, um, really anything to that level. Um, influencer marketing is going to be huge over the next couple of years. Uh, it's how kids, uh, like ads don't work. We kind of skipped over this, like ads don't work. Uh, kids that are growing up, Gen Z kids literally are built with their brain blocks ads, like it's a fact. Um, but when they listen to someone that they really enjoy uh, advertising a product or brand, that's that's the best advertising you get. So I think that, that field's going to, become dramatically more important, which brings in a lot more money into the esports table, um, which is going to fuel the, the growth that we're going to see over the next five years. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, start, start posting content. Like, what are you doing? Just, just post. <laughs> we'll it. come find you. We'll come find you. Yeah. You know, like ta- like ta- tag you on LinkedIn and call you out. Like if you're not, yeah, <laughs> if you say you're going to, you don't. Um, and then, so real quick, where can everybody find you? Um, and across different social platforms. Yeah, so Coach Olney is my tag for for everything. So Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, 
uh, and TikTok is Coach Olney. Um, I also have a website. It's just CoachOlney.com. Um, I'm kind of trying to use it for teaching kids. I've got a free video guide on how to get into esports, as well as I do one-on-one uh, consulting with kids or brands or anyone that's interested in the esports space that just wants to talk with someone that's been in it. Um, I do 15 or 30-minute conversations on there. Um, and then, yeah, YouTube, YouTube, I, I'm trying to be a lot more active on as far as posting really meaningful, long-term, uh, long-form content. Uh, it's just coach only. Um, otherwise, uh, if you want to see what I'm doing on TikTok, just check it out. Coach only, um, you'll, uh, you can scroll through literally every single one of my posts and figure out what I did to, uh, to kind of make a brand for myself on there and how you can recreate it for yourself. Well, man, I really appreciate uh, you being here. Uh, this is gonna be the end of the podcast. All right, so that's the podcast. Uh, so uh, I would say I had something I wanted to see if we could ask this, if I could find it again. Um, but yeah, no, I, I appreciate you being here. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we're looking to, I don't know, really just bring the awareness. We're going to try to bring the awareness about TikTok on LinkedIn, especially uh, because I do, there's just I, there's a major just uh, gaping hole of people mm-hmm. that should be on TikTok that are on LinkedIn. And it just, there's a, there's a lot of synergies there. So um, hopefully we see a little bit more of that. And Oh, and for uh, people that are listening, uh, it's a L N E coach Alney. Um, yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. For those. Yeah. Uh, for anybody uh, that's looking to follow him. So, all right. Uh, we're probably going to end things. Um, so I really appreciate everybody, everybody hanging out again. It's the level of experience across all the platforms. If you want to follow and subscribe, thank you all for, uh, rating and reviewing if you're if you are going to be listening to the podcast and i appreciate uh coach alney being here man it's been a lot of fun uh yeah, this, won't, this this won't be the last time that's for sure no, it won't. Uh, so, <laughs> so i appreciate it hope you guys have a great day and uh we'll see you guys soon yeah, thanks guys thanks for being a part of the level up experience make sure to connect with us on social media at either the level up experience or Level Up EXP, that's Level Up EXP, on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search Chris Reed, C-R-I-S-R-E-E-D.